Well, on a lighter note, you guys gonna carve a pumpkin? <laughs> I want to suck your blood. Halloween. On a more positive note, Halloween is here, coming up. It's around the corner. And during this time of year, you know, I love getting discount candy. You know, after uh, all the hoopla and the hoop-de-doo is uh, over and done with, you know, I like to go and capitalize on that discount candy at the grocery store, you know, get myself some uh, candy corn. I like candy corn, you know. I like it all, chocolate bars, you know, the whole kit and caboodle. Specifically candy corn, though, usually only comes around once a year. Well, that's not true. You can go to like a bulk store. Is, is candy corn available year-round? Hell, I don't know, but it's a delicious treat. Go pick it up on a discount after Halloween, of course. But, uh, you know, during this time of year, spooks and spirits, creepies and crawlies, gets you thinking. You know, I believe in God. I believe in a creator. One of the most communicative theories on why I believe on, in God. There are many reasons for myself personally, but one of the major, most widely known arguments for belief in God is the design argument. The design argument states that everything bears witness to being designed. Like think of the intricacy of your eye. You know, you got the eyeball itself, you know, you got the eyelashes, eyelashes, the pupil, the pupus, the iris, you know, the veins, you know, the retina. Think of the intricacy of an eye and how an eye works and functions. Think of the intricacy of the human body and how it functions. Think of the, inc think of the intricacy of anything on earth. You know, lakes, streams, ecosystems, wildlife, birds in flight. How the fuck does that work? You know, microbiology. Think of all the intricacies of life and organisms and ecosystems. What well, was that, just an accident? Poof. Human beings on the planet, you know, access to fruit access to water, access to food, access to the bounty of resource to sustain us, whoops. Animals in nature, whoops, they're just programmed to survive. They know how to. They have fur and hair to keep them warm. They know how to climb a tree to build a nest. They know how to hunt for, you know, prey. They know how to um, sustain themselves. The design argument. The world bears witness to being designed, in my personal opinion. Then there's a lot of other elements. The spiritual calling, the peace that I feel when I strive to be one with God, to follow His ways. So in my belief in God, um, and again, uh, if you're tuning in for the first time or if you are of conflicting beliefs, 
I ain't no fucking peddler. I believe in freedom of choice, so to speak. I mean, in regards to, I believe in, um, I'm like non-denominational. I don't believe in any particular religion per se. I call myself a believer in God. You know, um, I'm a Christian, but I don't place that belief, that denomination over just a general belief in God, in a creator. And that being said, you don't have to, I'm not here to contest or argue. I'm not trying to convert people. Um, I, I'll, I'll be friends with anybody as long as they're decent. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I'll be friends with anybody, but I'm not out to change people's minds. But as I believe in God, well, do I believe in the devil? I don't know. I don't know. As I believe in good, do I believe in evil? I don't know. I know evil exists. People rape, murder, torture, you know. People are evil in their actions and intentions. They're ugly, fucking mean-spirited, argumentative, condescending, cynical, self-motivated actions. Pure evil. You know? War. Famine. Lies. Scandal. Sexual abuse. Murder. Propaganda. Silencing, stifling, controlling. There's a big world of evil out there. Obviously. Then there's also like the idea of, well, what is attested to that evil? Is that the devil? As I believe in God, as I believe in good, Conversely, do I believe in evil? Do I believe in the devil? And Halloween kind of makes you think about that, like the evil spirits, the spirits, the dead, the ghosts and goblins, the ghosts and goofballs, you know what I mean? It makes you think. I remember the closest I ever got personally to dealing with evil. I went through a phase where I was very mad. While I never said it directly, but I was mad and I was angry. I was angry at a lot of things going on in my life and I wasn't taking full responsibility and I was drinking a lot. Today I'm a recovering alcoholic, you know? I've been sober for three plus years. I'm actually within a couple weeks of my four-year anniversary, four-year anniversary of sobriety. But back in the day, I used to drink like a fish. Gluck, 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 gluck. <laughs> I'd be angry, 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 like a child. I'd be angry and twisted and, you know, I never said it. I never formulated it in my head, but I think I had an anger towards God as well. I had a resentment towards everybody, really, my friends, my family. And I think in a sense, I was a little bit angry at God in a very childish 
wet blanket sense. So <clears throat> during that time of anger, I remember I was like, spirits, I want to talk to the dead. I want to play with a Ouija board. I want to go speak to a gypsy. I want to go to like a fortune teller. You know, I want to go dip my finger into this pool of negativity out of my anger and frustration to get a clear answer. You know, I want to confront the ghost of my dead mother and ask that bitch once and for all, what the fuck was your problem? Seriously, how the fuck could you have really been that pathetic as a parent? I know, a little bit angsty, a little bit of 90s grunge, a little bit of emo hip-hop, I know. That's how I was feeling at the time, you know, that's how I was feeling. Yeah, I was drinking and drunk and high all the time too, so, you know, can you blame me? You know, I wasn't exactly clear-minded, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I was like contemplating, you know, getting a Ouija board or going to a fortune teller and talking to the spirits. You know, at nighttime, I'd go on my, I'd go on my phone, I'd go on the internet, you know, and I'd, I'd be looking up like, um, case files of like, you know, missing persons, dead people in the city of Toronto, Canada, where I live. I was looking up like these missing persons reports and, you know, cause I live in a, you know, I live in East Toronto, you know, Cabbage Town, Regent Park downtown area of Toronto. So there's like a lot of stories of like missing people, murders, unsolved murders. So I'd look up these stories and like there's a there was like a murder down the street from me. You know? An unsolved murder from like the late 90s. Some dude got shot in a in a uh convenience store. Somebody like shot and killed him outside of a convenience store just down the street from me. A few blocks south of me, there was like a story of the this young girl back in like the late 70s, early 80s. I can't recall the name offhand because this was what I was researching like almost four or five years ago, a while ago when I was in that drunken, drugged out, angry state. I was looking up this case where this young girl, like in the 80s, 79, 80, she went missing. She was like a, she was like a teenager. She went to school one day, then she didn't come home. There was reports of some, her last being seen in the vicinity of like, you know, downtown Toronto, not too far from where I live, she was seen with some young, some middle-aged man or something. I don't know if her body was ever even found. So with all these twisted thoughts and my drinking and drugging, well, marijuana, call that a drug. <clears throat> Smoke them if you got them. <laughs> I said, God damn. God damn. 
We had a teenage wedding and the old girl said, Oh, well, all the old folks never can tell. I said, God damn, God damn. All you're going to do is you're going to go out, you're going to shake your hand, you said, Nice having dinner with you, and you're going to go home, jerk off. You can't call it a night. You know, you know who that shrugged out bitch is? That's Eugenia Wallace, all right? If I don't get this bitch to a hospital, I'm going to be a fucking grease spot. A felt pen. A felt pen. A fucking magic marker. <sighs> I said, damn, you know. I was smoking that la-la-la, you know, drinking. Eh, occasional line of coke, you know, who's counting? But when I was in that state, you know what I mean? Like, <sighs> wanting to speak to the spirits, angry at God knows what. Just angry, corrupt, misguided, young and obnoxious, fucking wet blanket. And I remember, like, uh, I was seriously considering having a seance. Get a Ouija board, light a couple candles, some nag champa. Crack a couple tins. Look, 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 look. You know, smoking that. <laughs> Burn them candles, bitch. Let's go. I want to see God. Come out, come out wherever you are. Like, you know, Ouija board, conjuring up spirits. You know, I want to talk to my dead mother. Listen, bitch, got a bone to pick with you. You know, I don't know what the fuck was going on. And granted, you know, I was doing stand-up comedy, you know, and I was working around the clock. I was pretty busy in between like drunken blackouts and, you know, stage performances and, you know, working dead-end jobs, moving boxes, digging ditches, you know. I really wanted to visit the occult. Just a minor curiosity. But is it really that far-fetched? Because I believe in God. I believe in the power of nature. When I see a fucking squirrel, when I see a squirrel, that's God speaking. The beauty of that design, that's not an accident. That ain't something to take lightly, man. Somebody, something, God, our creator, our father in heaven, took the time to create that little bugger. Here you go, buddy, have a peanut. I throw my peanut, catches it. You know, I love squirrels. You know, I love God. And as I love God and as I believe in God, conversely, that means that I believe in evil. I believe in the devil. Now, I don't believe in the devil, but I believe there is such a thing as evil and that's something i don't want to mix with ever so i'm very lucky i'm very lucky that um i didn't do that i didn't want to open pandora's box because i i asked my friend i asked my friend i was like talking to my friend nathan and we have pretty interesting conversations he's an artist hailing hailing out of vancouver if you like some of the artwork on jr the p Jonathan Ramch on the podcast, you know, beautiful artwork, you know, um, Nathan, 
He goes by various uh, aliases. Nathan Grimm, Nathan Evergreen. You know, he's got various uh, aliases under his artwork. And if you enjoy some of his artwork, uh, J.R. the P, Jonathan Ramshaw, the podcast, those elephants, you know, the title to the show, opening title, some of his handy artwork. Um, I was speaking with him and he's a good friend of mine. And, uh, I was just kind of, not something that I hid. As I don't hide my love for God, I don't really hide my somewhat interest in the occult. I don't know what to think of it. I just, I don't want nothing to do with it. I never did. You know, my mother wouldn't even let me play Dungeons and Dragons growing up. I remember like one time, like a family friend came over to the house and, um, you know, you know, when you roll the dice and you play like those role playing games, like Dungeons and Dragons, that was a big thing in like the nineties and eighties when people were like, it's fucking Satan worship. It's devil worship. You got these fucking kids playing board games, pretending that they're dragons. They're out to fucking, fucking hold a fucking virgin sacrifice in the woods somewhere. Oh my God. Right? It was big deal, right? So I guess my mom caught me like about to play Dungeons and Dragons. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? She like slapped the dice out of my hands. Uh, the dice flew out of my hands. What are you doing? <laughs> so like I have like this history of, oh yes. And what got me started on this as a youngin, you know, um, my mother, when I was like, when I was like three years old, four, three, three or four years old, my grandma died. My grandma was pretty cool. She used to like uh, fix me breakfast, you know, she'd make me some cornflakes, you know. There was like this running joke, apparently I, I couldn't say cereal. You know how all kids have a lisp? Usually little kids have lisps. I guess I had a little bit of a lisp, just a youngin, just a little munchkin. And I remember my grandma would fix me breakfast and she goes, Jonathan, what do you want for breakfast? I go, Shiwa woo. Shiwa woo. What do you want for breakfast, Jonathan? Shiwa woo. So she put like, you know, she fixed me cornflakes. I love cornflakes. You know, I have some cornflakes, you know. She'd be watching like the prices right. Then later she'd go take a bath and like I'd sneak up the stairs and like I'd poke my head into the bathroom. She'd be like, Jonathan, Jonathan, get out of here, get out of here, Jonathan, get out of here. And I'm like, you know, like looking at my grandmother in the bathtub. So, you know, I used to have a lot of fun with grandma, but, uh, Anyway, she died, kicked the bucket, and uh, it's really weird. I don't even remember her dying. Well, I think she died in another country, come to think of it. Like, um, I have, like, Trinidadian lineage, heritage. So, um, anyway, uh, Grammy kicks the bucket, and uh, I guess my mother was going through a hard time. I remember she was crying a lot at night. Very strange. Remember one night she had some of her friends over, right? Like some of her friends. These are people from the past that I don't even really recall other than they were like my mother's friends. I don't really know who these women were. But I was upstairs in my room and I heard some shit downstairs in the living room. I was like, huh? So I sneaked down the stairs, right? Poke my head out from around the corner, right? I'm you know how you, you know when you're a kid, you're just curious, right? You're, 
So, you know, I sneak down the stairs. I poke my head around the corner. There's a darkened living room. And a motorcycle, if you guys can hear that. I need my own studio. But anyways, there's like this, ah, would you fuck off? Here, let me set the stage again. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus, Murphy, the Terminator's coming to get me. Anyway, you know, I pop out from around the corner. This guy doing laps? Ugh. Anyway. Poke my head out around the corner. Darkened living room. There's all these like candles lit. Must have been like five of these candles lit. My mom was just like kind of like, I don't know, rocking back and forth or mumbling or I don't know what she was doing. And then her friends were like wailing. It's a very foggy, distant memory, but it was like candles lit. Mom wailing and moaning and these friends of hers were like wailing and moaning. And I think they were like conjuring up spirits, like some sort of seance. Because I remember my mother, she had this really weird kind of, I don't know. It's all very foggy and distant. So it's like, this ain't just something that came out of nowhere, you know, like ever since I was a youngin, I was kind of in seeing these things, you know what I mean? Exposed to it. So when I was having my little fucking, you know, emo 80s heartbreak crisis there, you know, um, I was talking to my buddy. Nathan Evergreen, Nathan Grimm. I was talking to my buddy. I was like, yeah, you know, it's like, so what are you up to this weekend? I'm like, ah, oh, not much. Think about having a seance. So like, what? Yeah, I've been thinking about having a seance, you know, and light a couple candles, get a Ouija board, you know, talk to the wind, you know. I want to get down to brass tacks, you know. What the fuck's up? You know, are spirits real? What's going on in the universe? I want to know. My buddy talks some sense into me. He's like, don't do it. Don't do it. I mean, to what extent the human condition is privy to the spirits of an outer world, whatever that relationship truly is, you don't want to tempt fate. You don't want to open that door because you can't close it. You don't want to open that door because how do you close it? You don't want to open Pandora's box. You don't want to poke a bear. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just, thank you. I was actually kind of, I actually thought about what he said in his answer and he was 100% right. I'm like, what am I, why am I even thinking about this? Nothing good can come out of this. Nothing good. I believe in God. I do, I believe in doing the right thing. I believe in the golden rule. Do unto others as you have done unto yourself. That's a good enough way for me to live my life. I don't need to go and seek anything further. I don't need to know that. If that is for me to be known, it will be known. All will be revealed in time.
And I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And, you know, we live in this strange world where there's all these little things, you know, phantasms out of the corner of our eye, you know? You might hear what I just said there and be like, wow, that's on some other shit. You know, it's a little extra. Like, what's Jonathan of Jonathan Ramtron the podcast babbling on about? What the fuck? But yet, we all know evil exists. What corrupts a person's spirit to murder and kill? Ted Bundy, John Wayne Gacy, um, Jeffrey Dahmer, Richard Ramirez, you know? The BTK killer. Um, fucking you name it. You know? Jack the Ripper. What, what, what invokes in a person to want to murder and kill? Why is there war and atrocity throughout the world? What drives a person to rape and torture someone? We all know evil exists. What is that? We all know good exists. I mean, do we not? There's a lot of good things in the world. You know? Good overrides everything in my life. And I don't live in fear of nothing. But I am very much aware there is an evilness. And it's something that I don't really like thinking about. Something I try to avoid. It's something that I don't see that often either. Thank the Lord. But it does exist. And, you know, during Halloween, it's a time in which I think about these things the spirits, the ghosts, and the ghouls. If you check out on my JR the P snips section of the podcast, you'll see. I have a uh, little audio play that I wrote and performed and produced. Seance. I'll put a link to it somehow. I'll add it to this uh, podcast somehow. Um, actually, we'll close with it. Yeah. Well, no. I'll link it. I'll link it to this podcast. It's in the description. And I'll put it on the screen, the title, the link to it. And um, it's a little audio play that I did about um, what I just mentioned. The seance that I was foolish enough to want to do and thankfully smart enough to avoid. And, you know, Halloween, yeah, it's a time of, you know, Ghosts and ghouls, you know, little munchkins dressing up, you know, Buzz Lightyear, fucking, you know, Cinderella, you know, the little mermaid, whatever the fuck. You know, it's a nice little time of year for the kids, the munchkins, you know, go out there, trick or treat, get your candy, kids. I don't know what's going on because of COVID-19, you know, but with all the joy and the fun of the season, I definitely also think about some of the strange... Um, Periphery um, factors when it comes to Halloween. They do ghost tours, for example, haunted, allegedly haunted, famous spots in Toronto. 
you can go on a ghost tour. They'll take you to places where, like, apparently a murder happened or there's been reports of supernatural activity. It's, it's, it's like opening a door into another universe, another realm. And what I mean by periphery, it's like, think how out of sight, out of mind, yet relevant the idea of evil is. As I mentioned, murder, torture, suicide, rape, those are evil things in the world. Yet we don't really think of it as like, you know, being real or that evil exists or that the devil exists. Or like, you know, when you see, like, for example, in Toronto, you see... Like, if you walk around downtown Toronto, various neighborhoods, there are a plethora of, like, gypsy fortune tellers. Like, legitimate businesses that claim to be fortune tellers. Out there in everyday society, go walk around, like, I'll talk about Canada, Toronto, I mean, I can't say Canada, but downtown Toronto, Toronto, Canada. If you walk through this city, you will find... Plenty. Like, I mean, there's probably at least a hundred operating gypsy fortune teller parlors in Toronto. Open to the public. Place of business. Advertisement. You can look it up on fucking uh, Google. You can go down there. It's a legitimate business. And they'll bill you for it. Come on here. Come on in. Come on in. And we'll tell your fortune, young man. Look into my crystal ball. fucking weird hit me up jr.thepodcast at gmail.com what do you think about the occult the supernatural and what kind of feelings and thoughts and things have you experienced during this spooky time of year halloween <laughs> hit me up jr.thepodcast at gmail.com and as for as for me, folks, and as for always, moving forward, happy, hallelujah, you know, water off a duck's ass, you know, just another day in paradise. I'm going to enjoy my, um, you know, uh, candy corn. I'm going to enjoy seeing all the little munchkins fucking jumping around their little fucking costumes, you know. Ain't no reason to sweat because as evil exists, of course, good and the glory of God. And there's room for any denomination, any belief system. Love, peace, harmony. That's always the way. Hallelujah.